Shanti, you have some stories to tell about the Working Women's Service. Yes, um, stories about the cases we're getting now, but the case, which are same same as the cases that I helped uh, to represent women on back when I was an industrial officer at the Working Women's Service. So there's some probably the most regular type of query we get is about workplace bullying. And can I say, we often spend a lot of time with women on the phone. These are phone calls that can be between 30 minutes to 45 minutes, with women describing some fairly horrific experiences at work, ranging from everything from being isolated in the workplace to outright bullying and sometimes violence. Um, And also cases of sexual harassment and pregnancy discrimination were fairly common as well. I remember... Uh, representing a young woman who'd been sexually harassed by her boss um, back when I was a regional coordinator working in Rockhampton. And, you know, it was the first time I'd come across a case like that. And it was a great learning experience for me because it made me realise that workers can be quite vulnerable in the community. She had experienced um, touching, comments... The person, the, her employer was clearly trying to commence a relationship with her and despite the fact that she'd said no, wasn't taking no for an answer, it really made it really difficult for her to go to work. She sort of told me that, you know, she'd feel sick when she was about to walk out the door to go to work, you know, and just the fact that whenever he came up to her, she just started shaking at work because he'd come up behind her, put his hands on her shoulders and then rub her arms. I mean, I just felt uncomfortable listening to it so I know I I must imagine that she must have felt really terrible about it Um, but these are the kinds of women that we women that we represent to try to get uh, some small amount of compensation to enable them to continue to pay their mortgages until they could find alternative employment because the reality is by the time these cases come to us the relationship in the with the employer has most often broken down and it's probably pretty inappropriate for her to go back to work with that employer. It's the same thing when people are experiencing bullying. Um, Do you know why that particular person came to you? Well, they'd actually uh, been given our number by a friend who'd rung us up just for some general information. Because not everyone comes to us with a case. Sometimes people will come to us just to find out if they're being paid the round amount of money or whether they're entitled to to take sick leave or annual leave, those types of questions. And so I think from memory that's how she found out about us. But often we have people referring clients to us from a range of areas, from schools, from universities, uh, sometimes unions. People may ring unions, but because they're not a member, the union's unable to assist them, so they refer them to us. Um, And we in turn refer people to the unions if they're members. And also, whilst we might help women right now, in the long term, if they want to get protection in the workplace, they need to join a union. So we refer them to their union. Um, Also, services like, well, the old wage line um, would often refer people to us. Um, So there's often lots of places where people, lots of community organisations as well, would refer people to us. I remember in 1991, Beryl Holmes asked me to prepare a a database for the Working Women's Information Centre, which was a precursor to your organisation. Now, what what was the purpose of that database? Well, we've kept a database ever since then, and firstly, 
we need to report to our funding agencies about the number of clients and the type of assistance we provide. So that's the first thing. We have KPIs to report on. But we've also had an ongoing relationship with researchers from Griffith University, from the University of Queensland, from QUT over the years. Um, right from the beginning, when I first joined in 1997, we were working with... Um, uh, Paul McDonald in terms of doing research on workplace bullying. We've been working with researchers recently, a most recent form of research is about the experience of Aboriginal women in the workplace and what's the best way in order to provide assistance to them. Um, we've also done a lot of research over the years about uh, pregnancy and sex, dis sex discrimination and we often use our data in a non we don't identify clients by any means, but we use our data to provide submissions to whole of government uh, inquiries, Senate inquiries, um, any kind of other research that's going on that we can contribute to. Whether, and also ILO in United Nations inquiries, because we have a valuable amount of information that can show what the experience of vulnerable women workers is in Queensland. Did you get uh, more help from the previous government? In Queensland, well, yes, <laughs> they funded us $800,000 a year, um, and this, the new government unfortunately has not been willing to provide us with that funding. Why do you think the previous government funded you and this one won't? I think the previous government recognised that we played a valuable role. We've had an ongoing relationship with the state government for since 1994. I have to admit, the service would not be here without the former state government. Um, and over the years, we've had an ongoing relationship in terms of providing them with an opportunity to demonstrate that the most vulnerable workers in Queensland are being given some assistance rather than nothing. And even when the industrial relations system was transferred to the federal government, the state government still saw that it had a responsibility to ensure there was some coverage for vulnerable workers in Queensland. And I think that's a very commendable thing. Thank you very much, Auntie. Thank you.